Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Community, I know you love beer and I know specifically you love free beer because that's what we do in the community. There's no better time to get free beer and enjoy community than at Mobile Tech Expo Community Pub Night. Sheldon, tell us about the community night. Yep, this will be Friday after the show closes. So immediately when you leave the show floor, be on the lookout for our staff. We'll have drink tickets. We'll have bars set up and we'll be all uh, raising a glass together and just toasting community. Hope you can find someone in maybe a different industry to meet and, uh, you know, make that networking connection. You never know how it could take your business to the next level. And then uh, when you're at the show that day, make sure you swing by the uh, Pints and Polishing podcast booth because I hear Marshall might be giving out those drink tickets as well. Oh, yeah. So, well, we'll have quite a few to give out, man. We're super excited about that. Uh, what do the drink tickets do? They just allow you to go get a nice cold beer um, in a pints and polishing cool uh, cup, the rubbery ones that we actually had in 2020. So we'll have those available. You just got to get that drink ticket so that uh, you can come uh, raise a glass with us. No doubt. Silicone pint glasses Silicone. Is, uh, is what we do. Excited about uh, more community. I know everybody's looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time, Sheldon. Thanks so much, man. Yep. Talk to you soon. Hi, welcome to the Pints of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find Nick and I on most platforms at HyperClean Store. If you're on Facebook, go to the HyperClean Specialist Group. Shoot us a text direct, 918-800-1188. This is the community pub, and unfortunately, we're drinking Miller High Life tonight. Uh, unfortunately, indeed, but that's only if you don't like champagne. If you do like champagne, well, you're in luck. The Miller High Life is the champagne of beers, and since it is out of New Year's, all right, we're going to drink some champagne, drink some beer. Uh, Brandon from Tim's is putting together a list of all the different beers. So uh, shoot him a message. You can go into the HyperClean Specialist Group and find him there or uh, find him on Facebook and uh, suggest to him a beer that you want to drink on the community pub. We're going to dive through a couple different ones uh, here for a little bit, but uh, Miller High Life it is tonight. John, were you ever a High Life guy? No, God, God, no, no. No, no, only let, when it's the racetrack, yes. <laughs> that was the only time. Yeah. I, I never have been a huge fan. What about you, Brandon? When, when you were in the sorority house, did you, uh, you drink a lot of that high life? No, no, they, they loved, uh, they loved Keystone and I would have to go buy my own beer because it made me want to puke just smelling it. <laughs> So yeah, this one, the Keystone was right there next to the High Life. <laughs> You're right. <Yeah. laughs> uh, my kind used to drink a whole lot of Miller, Miller High Life back in the day. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, it was either Keystone or boxed wine. They always had. Neither one was a very good choice. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about you, Wyatt? Do you uh, do you ever partake of the the High Life yourself? Uh, you're on mute. You're on mute. No, no high life, just Miller Lite. Mm. 
Miller Lite, Bush Light. Bush Latte? Bush Light. Yeah, Bush Lattes. We'll do a Bush Latte here pretty soon. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I guess it is. I don't know. If you like uh, if you, you like Miller Lite, I could see why somebody would drink the High Life then. It's just like the thicker version, right? Yeah. But I don't know. It's kind of a waste, she asked me. You remember Beast Ice? Do, do what? Beast Ice, Milwaukee's best ice. Ah, no, I never, I never really drank that Milwaukee's yeah. ice stuff. Yeah, no. That that was the first beer I ever got drunk on, and it's got back then it had a higher alcohol content, but it tasted horrible. Ugh. Didn't Budweiser somebody have a Budweiser ice or something like that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That was too expensive. Oh, was it? <laughs> For me, when I was a teenager, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> Lucas, what about you? You ever get into the high life? Only once back down in Florida a few years ago for my honeymoon, got, uh, stayed in a hotel next to a German kid and me and him were outside smoking and talking and drinking. And we got pretty fucked up on Miller high life. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's hilarious. He said one time, yep. <laughs> there was this one time. <laughs> it was a rough night drinking with a German. So I, I, I don't know. It just, it's not my, not my thing. And the gas station by the shop doesn't, didn't sell it so I, I got some Miller Lite instead. Oh nice. Good call. Uh, Wyatt be so proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh so one of the cool things that happened today that uh, we want to talk through. Uh Mr. Hine, are you gonna be joining us at Mobile Tech Expo? I'm I'm going. Oh you are? Yeah, yeah. I I had my tickets a month now. Oh that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah as long as you know, I'm debating right now with as many flights that, that are getting canceled. You know, I I may take a four days extra vacation, and if a flight gets canceled, I'll just drive. Or if they're canceling flights <clears throat> because of weather or COVID or whatever it is, I'll just I'll leave two days early and drive down. Okay. Yeah. Well. So, man, really look forward to having a beer with you in person. The uh... Well, I'll drink the beer, I guess. You, you'll you drink your vodka. Uh, <laughs> no, old, old man alcoholic gin. Oh, that's right. That's right. Gin. My bad. Uh, but uh, the, the, the booth this year is very exciting. So it will be back up on stage, Derek, as you remember from a couple years ago. And we, we record episodes. We give out beer. But this year, it's a little bit themed differently. We're, we're really diving into the pub atmosphere and, and what we've put together as a community. So we've got tables all around and, it, you know, we're, we're giving away beer. We're going to have tables all around for people to come hang out and listen to it. The lineup is getting really, really exciting. We, we've got uh, one of the fun ones that's going to be right before the community pub uh, at five o'clock at the end of uh, mobile tech on on friday we'll walk out to the community pub where we'll all drink uh we'll all drink more beer i mean that's just <laughs> for me mobile tech expo becomes just i just basically drink all day it is what it is and uh mm -hmm. we'll, we'll come out we'll get beers and we'll hang out at the uh the live version of the community pub the episode right before that before we walk out is with rennie doyle and it's with uh, our good friend buzzword billy and Ooh. we're going to dive into what is entrepreneurism 
inside of detailing. We, we've got lineups from every major manufacturer that is, is ready to come up and talk. We're going to have great discussions with Sonax and Flex on deep paint correction. Uh, Rupez is coming on to talk about one steps. We, we've got a whole lineup of groups coming in to have discussions. This is what we've always desired about community, right? Let's have talks. Let's have some discussions. And it's really, really exciting to see it all come together. So anybody else that's going into Mobile Tech Expo, man, come by the booth. Let's have a beer. Come out to the community pub. Love to hang out with you. Have more beer there. Um, and please use uh, it, it. If anybody wants to save 15%, use discount code PINTS. Uh, there's a bunch of discount codes out there, which is funny now because you see them floating around Facebook of all these discount codes. So if anybody wants to save money, there's plenty of discount codes out there. Use use pints if you want. Save 15%. And uh, we'll love to see everybody there. Derek, remind us, uh, remind us your memories of the last mobile tech where we basically drank beer all day and talked about <laughs> hyper clean products. It's great. Time. It was it was crazy. Like just especially like setting up the booth and stuff, uh, getting everything together. Me and you blew up that big mogi. Uh, blow up that you had. You remember he fell over at one point when we got him picked back up. And uh, it was just crazy talking to all the people. Like, you get to meet all everyone. Like, we had, um, you know, Ray Doyle ran through, I think, at the end of the last day of the show. The guy who owns IGL like, came and helped us, like, put the tents back. He, like, ran and jumped to put the tent, put the tent back together. But the once we got the booth set up, once we got the stage set up, you just had a lot of people who were just standing there and just watching. Like, it was it was pretty crazy. Like I was, I was even like, I didn't want to leave. Like I, I you kept going, hey, you can walk around, you can see the rest of the show. And I really didn't go that way. I was just too busy looking around. It was, it was a cool show. Man. And then we had, remember, remember how fast we ran out of beer? Like once we did the pub. Yeah. The community pub ran out of beer in like 15 minutes. They really didn't know what to expect, but Hey, <laughs> you tell people you want to get together and talk about the industry and drink some beer. Jesus, the lines got really long and they ran out of beer real fast. Like so, I, mem yeah. I remember, I remember I grabbed you and I was like Marty, like uh, we're out of beer, and you're like Derek, it's only been ten minutes, and I'm like, yeah, I know we're out. I mean, we're but, fast. But like we, when you mean we were talking about like talking with industry, like uh, I remember we're getting food and we're being, um, I think me and Darren were talking to some a PDR guy for a long time, and we were going back and forth. He was telling us about his business. We were talking about his business. It was it was so cool. Like I I, I can't wait for this year too. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What. What are you looking forward to uh, for Mobile Tech 2022? Oh my God! I personally, I mean, I'm I've been looking into seeing if there's any trailer manufacturers for mobile detailing trailers there, so I can start talking to some of these guys or kind of picking people's brains on like what uh, options. I'm that guy. I don't want. I don't want a big trailer. I want a smaller one. I, I'm getting tired of pulling everything out of my truck and then having to leave out there. I know last night it was 18 degrees, so if I left everything in the truck, would have got all messed up. But, but just getting to see everyone and kind of hang out and that's honestly the most I got. I was picking, talking to people and just asking random questions because everyone that I talked to would, would tell you anything they want to know about the business. It was kind of cool to get to meet and talk to the detailers because then you realize that you guys all have the same, you know problems are the same things that you like and it's it's pretty cool to be around people it's kind of like going to like any trade show huh. but it's i had a really good time yeah I... derek what state are you in i am in new jersey i know it's a little colder than new york but uh 
because if you um if you go on Miranda Miranda detailing on um you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, on Phil. YouTube. I love and I love go, Phil. Yeah, go back several episodes. Phil has a guy that builds out these trailers. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the guy's in Virginia, which isn't bad for you. No. Um, but you might want to look this guy up. He he's uh his innovations are pretty cool. Oh wow. Hey Derek. Hey Derek. Uh I'm yeah. in West Virginia, dude. Uh I'll send you a picture of my skid. We can build you a skid. Um I initially built mine for a truck bed and mm. I I put it in my five by eight enclosed trailer. Did um, I hear for free? No, I just no. need some. I, but, but we can we can build it for you know probably a quarter of the price that you would pay for a right look skid. Yeah. Um, so I'll send you a picture of mine, and you're in New Jersey, so I mean, hell, worst case, I can take a week or take a day trip and run it up to you. Uh, yeah. Derek, that's that's where I'm at as well. Is I got my truck now. My van is is sitting sitting uh, back, and uh, right now I got my truck. So I, I just I, I I miss my damn van. I miss everything. Yeah. yeah. But I'm also I'm also the opposite side of of I have because so been to a lot of places and Arizona has got the worst drivers, and I and I don't even joke that they're just. God, they're just bone stupid here. I mean, they just, and I've seen more accidents, more detailers lose their trailers because of them either going through intersections and them not paying attention or somebody else not paying attention than just taking out their, their whole, whole livelihood. And I think that's where I get paranoid. So that's why I like, I love the van. I love the concept of everything being in one location. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking about a trailer, but I'm like, damn, that's just another piece of their taxes I got to pay and something yeah. different. Dude, I've seen I mean, some really cool, cool skids lately, and I'm like, damn, that'd just be awesome. So, Dustin, what goes into a skid? What all, what yeah. all do you do? How do you do it? Uh, so, basically, you take some uh, – mine's built kind of heavier duty. Uh, so, mine's mm-hmm. got a two – it's built out of two-by-two two, uh, square tubing and then 316 sheet metal. Uh, oh, wow. And it's well – it's welded together, and then we took a piece of two-by-two two square tubing, welded it to the top of the skid, and then welded my uh, my cox – or it's not a cox reel, but it's a reel uh, – to the top of that. And then my pressure washer is hard-mounted. My generator has uh, a slot where it literally just sets down in between angle iron, and uh, we weld hooks on each side of your water tank mine is outfitted i can run my 125 gallon or my 65 gallon Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a basic skid it's a nice setup um and then the only thing really is you know throw some bottle holders in there uh and my setup is gravity fed as well um so i run a honda gx 200 with a triplex pump and have no issues wow something like that cost you um, so to be honest with you, I had $500 in material, um, and then I gave my buddy, you know, kind of a, a roundabout idea of what I wanted. He drew mm-hmm. it up and, uh, you know, he's a welder for a living and, uh, he put it together and 
That's cool, man. So we've been tossing around the idea of getting into building these things because, you know, we can. What I'm curious about is, Mike, when he was talking about all that, did you, you, you probably put that together in your mind, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You, you knew exactly what he was talking about. I didn't have a clue. Yeah. I'm a, well, I'm a carpenter, you know, I get it. I know. Yeah. So how would you build it? Would you build it similar? I wouldn't go as heavy. Um, you know, I wouldn't go as heavy. I'd go with a lot of aluminum um, because it's lighter. Um, I'd powder coat. But I, I like the whole concept of a skid because, you know, you slide it in, you slide it in. If, if Derek wanted wanted it out, he could pull it out if he was working out of a van, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was working with my tools, I had I had five vans all set up for my guys and everything was really efficient. Um yeah. You know, if I, I was that, a mobile detailer, I would I I'd be after one of the vans, I wouldn't do a trailer. So I I did both and the trailer you know, and I've shared the story of, of losing a tire, you know, with a, a full a and full flying off, yeah. Yeah, like a full container of water. Like trailers oh. can trailers can have issues, but dual axle, dual axle. I yeah, dual axles would be good and, and enclosed would be good. Mine was open. Um it it, it, it I just kind of is to me, I didn't think of it as as getting the, the big sign on the side of having an enclosed trailer and I mean, it makes sense now. Just back then, I, I we I, I didn't I never even thought about it. I just all I cared I about was cleaning cars. And just and just started cleaning cars. Yeah, like, yeah. Cleaning cars. Yeah. Yep. I, I, cars. And, and we cleaned concrete. And we cleaned all kinds of stuff out of there. As the mobile side built up, mm-hmm. I did buy a van, so we we ran both. Um, and the vans vans were nice because. Uh, I, John, that's what I can appreciate too. Everything was yeah. inside. Everything was together. I didn't have to go back up to connect to something. I didn't have to do anything. I just had to get in and go. I'm just but personally I, going nuts right now. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I get both sides and, and did both sides. I, you know, it, I, Derek, you used out of the truck, right? So. Yeah, I was going to say, so I, Right now, I have a I have a, a long bed to come with a six with a six foot bed and a double cab, so it's a it's a pretty big truck, and I you know I can throw all my stuff in there, and it's fine. Um, I think for me, is the tonneau cover I have on there, it does leak a little bit, and I want to be able to just pull the stuff out and, and go, and I can hitch up to a trailer. But I'm looking for like a small trailer, like a four by six, like not even that big, and I'm just finding it. There was a company that made one, and now they don't. So yeah, you can only find them used now, and. I'll be looking back and forth uh, to get a trailer. So I don't want a very big trailer. That's my problem. And it just seems like the market for those small little, like, I'm sure you guys have seen the U-Haul trailers. They're not, that yeah, they're, they're, not they're not, they're not. No, they're not. Nobody wants and I, Everyone I know, wants the big one. I had a small trailer just like what you're talking about, exactly that. And it was, dude, it was perfect. And someone latched up to it and jacked out in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, like, and I think that's that's what kind of turned me off. Like, I had to anchor my stuff down, and I'm like, no. And so, oh man, yeah. But it was like perfect size, and I know what size you're yeah. talking about. 
like perfect size. And I tried, dude, for years. Like, I even asked him, like, hey, if I give you the dimensions, can you just make it? They're like, well, yeah, but it wouldn't be worth it because it would cost yeah. you. Like, really? Just cut that in half then. Let's just make this just half. cut it in half. I'd try. Can you give me percent off? I'll take the back half. <laughs> I, had a I had a company say no. Like, I, I tried to look into one and they're just like, yeah, we don't. Sorry, we don't. We don't. I'm like, yeah. why though? Like, well, because now you got everybody else that makes skids and makes everything else like that, where everybody and their sisters now doing all this crap. I do they, like the skids. They look nice though. But now, okay. Now the question is: Is they look good, but after using them for a while, like um, realistically, how many people are really sitting there scrubbing every single thing out there? It's not happening. When they pull it out, when they have a problem, I think the skids are awesome. But I. Just seen a, uh, just walked for, literally, I just drove up to a detailer uh, the other day and uh, I got out, shook his hand and said, Hey, where's your wash bucket? Let's go. And I helped him clean a car. His wife's looking at me like, What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Dude, it's freaking cold out here. I'm like, Let's go. And he goes, I'm like, I ain't taking my shirt off. It's too damn cold, dude. Like, let's go. And he, and, and he goes, But you're helping me. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you ain't got to pay me. I'm like, let's make this happen. He was the nicest guy. We sat there and talked for like an hour and a half afterwards about the hyperbloom products. And he ended up buying uh, some some Anyo. I, it, it's just awesome, you know, because the thing is, is I don't care about what you do. If you are there out there hustling, I respect you. And he had one of these skids and he had to keep throttling things and changing things. And I said, you know, if you put a pump on this, you wouldn't burn through your motor. He's been that. He goes, yeah. I'm like, like, dude, your pump's going out. And he goes, well, I was kind of wondering. I'm like, dude, that's gonna cost you like five, six hundred bucks just to fix. So I would stop what you're doing after this detail, and I'd go get that chain to get that your thing. He's like, yeah, maybe I should do that. I'm like, dude, I'm not telling you maybe. I'm saying if you're not working, you're not making money. And he goes, oh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, okay, so I'm like, what the hell are you thinking about then? If you're not working, you're not making money. And he was a nice guy. It was just completely funny. I, I literally showed up and started detailing with this guy. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, I when it, when everything goes, if something goes bad, oof, not good. Brandon, what do you do? Uh, what type of setup do you have? This Brandon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I used to. I was going to mention the trailer because I used to have one. Um, it is a great option, but what I found is when you're in tight spaces, I don't know how the roads are where you are being mobile it's really hard to find a place to park when i went to the dealerships it was hard to find a place to park with the trailer and the truck um and then mine rotted out similar to you i was on the highway and it was a used one rotted out up here in the northeast and the whole axle broke while i was driving and i had to make it all the way home with it oh. like bouncing like this oh, no, no. <laughs> um but after that, I pretty much lost my investment, didn't get another trailer. I ended up leasing a new truck, so I have a new Ram, and that's what I utilize. Um, but I have to unpack mine every day, just like you, being so oh. cold. And I got to put the car seats in, bring the kids in the morning, unpack them, repack the truck. Um, but with the trailer, you got to unpack that, too. That's cold, too. And there's yep, a lot yeah. more stuff in a trailer. So, you know, it's... It's kind of like, yeah, I know it's like a... It's good in your it's bag. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Well, I use I use my truck. What I found is you if you get it down how everything's organized. That's what I started doing. Even if you organize it different for different jobs. Like mm -hmm. I, my truck is different on retail jobs than it is on my wholesale jobs. You know where everything is. It's still just as efficient. 
and it gets the job done. And then in my truck, things that need to stay warm are mm-hmm. in my huge second cab of the truck and yep. I can keep everything warm in there. So it works pretty well. Joe, yeah, uh, Joe, you use a van, you know, before you were in the shop, Ex- explain what you did inside that van. What I still do in that van, I work oh. out of it every day and do the shop. <laughs> yeah. So I have, I'm going to tell you this right now, I have one of the best vans in the whole wild world. And that's a Nissan Envy. That van has Ooh. never given me any issues. It's a 2,500. Like I put 300 gallons of water, got a generator, and sometimes have me and three guys, the most I've had never four people, and it rode like a V6. So that's why I always vouch for that van. I wish I could afford another one. Um, but yeah, I had to go with the van because the trailer wouldn't work. Uh, Pre-COVID, I was working in garages, high rises, and the trailer wouldn't work. So I had to go straight to a van with my contracts and stuff. So it always was the best thing for me was a van. Yeah. Lucas, what about you? You ever done mobile? Oh, yeah. Uh, I did it out of my wife's Equinox for year, year and a half in Michigan. So that was fun battling, hauling in all the tubs every night because I don't have a garage. of all I do now. But back then, you know, park in the driveway, haul the shit in through the snow, park, bring it back out in the morning. But I, I worked at FedEx for a while and I was thinking um, every few years FedEx gets a new round of round of stepside vans and they offload the old ones cheap and i mean dirt cheap and um like five ten grand gets you one with 120,000 miles those things are bulletproof and they're super easy to work on they're just cab on frame chassis so i did i was gonna be like oh man i can get pick one of these up have plenty of room to do everything they're they have to be waterproof obviously to haul packages and stuff so i was thinking those would be like the perfect thing for mobile detailing or mobile mechanic, anything mobile, because they got to be big enough to fit all the packages, but small enough to go fit in all the tight neighborhoods. So I was, I was looking into that or uh, there's a lot of guys around my area that run those little Ford transit vans, but I don't see a whole lot of trailers around here. Most, mostly it's mostly the transit vans I'd say, or the old Ford E series. There's a lot of those vans too. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is quite a few of those. It's true. It's true. Um, all right, so we've got somebody here tonight that I haven't met before that I, I remember from the face or whatever. So, uh, yeah, with the cap on, with the Moto G stylist. What's your, what's your name, man? Zach. Zach. Nice to meet you, Zach. Yes, sir. You too. Oh, tell us about yourself. Oh, I'm down here in in wyoming i've been here been detailing for about two and a half years now um i'm like most of you guys i started out mobile um and then moved on to getting a nice shop in town and currently i'm not doing anything mobile everything's out of the shop um our winters are pretty dang harsh so detailing outside not really an option most of the time so not in that bitter cold yeah, it's negative 20 right now, so it's... Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been up wow. there many times. Yeah. It's nice negative in the shop. Um, Mike, do you laugh yeah. at that, or do you go, oh, that's that's cold? Me? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, I found <laughs> it in Wyoming. You know, it's... Yeah, I mean, 
no, I just, you always say it's cold where you're at. And I'm like, God, it's not that's cold as negative 20. Like that's, that's crazy. No, no, it's <laughs> uh, we don't get that. Oh. You know, we, you know, this last week was in the teens for three, four days, no. but today was 40. So yeah, it's, it's in the forties here today. I was like, hell yeah, that's the way to do it. If I can be I in the forties and fifties through the winter, I'm, I'm a happy guy. I'm a happy guy. Yeah. I mean, we're getting a, it's, it'll be back down in the teens tomorrow. There's a storm coming off of uh, Erie, Brandon. So you won't get any of it. Um, <laughs> we're going to get the tail end of it. We'll probably only get four five, six inches. Buffalo is going to get 18. Some say that's really all you need. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't know who that some is. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Winner's winner. You know, you just, you just deal with it. All right. So you What's moved crazy? into, uh, you moved into a new shop. Uh, how's that going? It's going good. I've been in there for, for a year now, solid. Um, last January, we moved into the shop and congratulations. It's man. nice. It's steady. Thanks. Yeah, it's steady work. I mean, it, what's crazy is I'm busier now, I feel like, than I was this last summer. I mean, interior details, especially um, with the weather changing and getting nasty out. Everybody's tracking mud in their vehicles and everything like that. So taking the care of a lot of interiors lately, um, been pretty steady. It's nice. I got kind of a niche market where I'm at. I'm pretty much the only detailer here. Um, so it's really nice. <laughs> Where are you at, Giant? Must be a, a major metropolis. Yeah, Cody area. I think our population is fifty six hundred people. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah. yeah, it is surprising how well you can do in those areas. Um, those of you guys can remember uh, Superman, who's come to Mobile Tech before. We call him Superman. His name's Darren. He's from Route sixty six. Out of detail, out of the. Uh, the giant metropolis of where he, I mean, he's in Chandler, Oklahoma. Uh, they're, they're somewhere around that same size, man. I mean, it's, he's a super, super small town. He's not the only one though, even inside that town, he's got three other shops that he competes against. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I got some smaller shops popping up up here now that are not really that much of a competition. Their follow-up game is weak and, I've kind of made a name for myself over the last couple of years. So it's worked out in my favor. Good for you. Yeah. Nice, man. Congratulations. It's awesome. Really happy for you. Uh, Brandon from Tim's. I saw you there, but uh, I'm not sure if you're still there. No. Oh, there he is. So uh, you're the miserable soul that picked out the Miller Highlight. <laughs> I mean, the amazing guy that we're so thankful. You mean Marty? You mean the you mean the champagne of beers? Yeah, That's I mean the, the champagne, champagne of beers. Of, we're bringing in the new year with the champagne it's, of beers. It says it on on the can. Like I got the tall, the thirty pounds tall boy just for tonight. Yeah, I I saw that with the tall boy, and and I was like, gosh, I don't know if I really want to drink that much of it. So I went with the six pack. So you know, there'll be plenty left over. You know. Hmm. Else <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking it in my blue moon uh glass though so it makes oh, it taste nice. better nice. <laughs> uh but it's Brandon, just as bad as i remember night? it just as bad as i remember just as bad as you remember yeah yeah it's, uh, i think it's what they squeegee off the floor and then they just put it in a bottle yeah well, reminds me of a lot of college parties 
Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Someone's so got to follow this up next so... week with Red Dog. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> and next week we'll get back to a good one. <laughs> what are we doing next week? Uh, I think, what was it? Uh, one of Derek's, what was it, Derek, that you wanted? Sa- Sa- Sam Adams' uh, winter ale. Ooh, I'm out of lot. That's not a good one. Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's got a good taste. I like it. It's just not bad. Yeah. It, remi- it reminds you of snow. I might have to save the rest of my high life for next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just so happened to expire. <laughs> half, half the can? <laughs> uh, hey, Cooking with Nick, what was on the menu tonight? We doing baked mac and cheese with crab. Mm. Oh, I saw that cheese you got there. Baked mac and cheese with crab. He's got fat oh. tired cheese in there, though. I do. Fat tire aged cheddar mm. in here. Wait, like so, fat tire beer? No calories. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, fat they tire made... beer cheese? Where in the world yep. did you find that? Don't tell Publix. me Publix. Yes, sir. Oh my God. damn you guys and your publics. We don't have to send you my address now. Fat tire, age, age center. Huh. It's good. You should get some. I, well, I can't. We don't have a public. Yes, you can. You got to come back up here. <laughs> There'll be a Publix. Hey, there's a Publix at Mobile Tech. So, speaking of that, Marty, I do want to reach out to you, like have a call with you or something and talk about details, the cabin and all that because i've never been i want want like a rundown of like what to do and that kind of thing so like how do i get in contact with you like can i get your number (laughs) yeah 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 i'll I'll shoot you i'll shoot you can i get your number all right bet (laughs) can i get your number but uh it's gonna be a lot of fun man we're super excited about it i know uh the famous Derek sliders will be on the menu at one point in time. And, uh, <laughs> and then we're excited to, to see what you're going to cook. Usually the, the opening night, I'll, I'll cook it up. We, we have a lot of fun, man. It's, it's a good time. Okay. It takes a good time. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hey, Brandon, are you still around? I, I want to talk to you to find out what, what you do in your mobile setup. If, if you're still there, but I'm not sure if you are now, I think he's fully gone now. Uh, maybe he'll be back here in a second. Wyatt, uh, as you've been around talking to guys, what, uh, what have you seen from detail setups inside of mobile rigs? What are you saying that's most common in your area? My, me? Uh-huh. Um, so honestly, pretty much in Montana, mobile guys don't last very long. <laughs> they pretty much go mobile for a while. They realize it sucks working in the weather. And then soon enough, they either... Uh, go to work for someone that's shop based or they get their own shop. Um, but the very few guys that are, um, I would say the most guys that are mobile are fleet wash guys that are washing like uh, fleets of semis. You know, they got big flatbed trailers. They'll have like a couple, you know, 350 gallon tanks on there, big tanks and uh, hot seas and stuff like that. Um, or just in close trailers. But we probably only got a couple mobile guys really and uh they mostly just fleet fleet washes basic setups yeah and i I think it's probably common brand yeah speaking of mobile setups i wanted to ask everybody that's on here um i'm looking right now at a couple vehicles for a second vehicle to put on the road 
and I, I'm looking at two different vehicles. I'm looking at a Mazda 5 that I was thinking I got in the back to make it like a Ford Transit. Um, but, you know, it doesn't look real cool pulling up. There's also a Land Rover with a LS swap for around the pr- same price. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It needs, it, it needs some tuning and stuff, so it's going to cost well, a little more, but I think it's pretty cool. Brandon, what color is the Mazda, though? Is it red? Silver. Oh, never mind. Get the Land Rover. It was red, I'd say. Yep. <laughs> Mazda. I like the Mazda. They're redesigned Mazda 5. Well, they're, re- they're reliable. They're great on gas, but I figured it... If you gutted the back of it, it'd be nicer than buying a Ford Transit. That's what it'd I was be, Yes, it would. Yeah. And, and your gas mileage would be better, but not like that. Like, dude, it would just look classier like that. I was thinking about doing that with a, a Honda uh, Santa Fe because it was a nice little Honda Santa Fe. I was, I was like, think about gutting the whole back and doing that as well. Yeah, you question. said Land Rover, LS, and Swap all in the same sentence. <laughs> And Have then needs, seen, uh... it just sounds like one big headache to me. That That's what I'm worried about, because I don't know how much he has done with it. It but might have a GMV8, cool. but it's going to have the uh, Land Rover wonderful electronics still. Yeah. Yo, windows won't work at all. <laughs> no. Hey, no one's got my stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. My question is, okay, I don't know what your options are up there with vehicles, but what is your image? Um, if you were just say for as an example, if you are into eco-friendly and was waterless washes, uh, electrical vehicle, you can come in an electrical vehicle because you're still trying to save the planet. But what is your statement when you pull up? Can you pull up in the Mazda? If your statement is luxury vehicles, can you pull up in the Mazda? If it's, I don't know, maybe if you're doing mom and pop's cars, because again, I don't know where you live, what's your demographic and what's your image, but that's my question. Well, that, that's Eric what I was worried about care. with the Mazda. I can make it look cool, but I do work mm-hmm. on a lot of high-end vehicles. Um, and I didn't think it really looked as professional. It looks more like when I started out kind of thing. Um, that's, yes. That's, that's what I was kind of worried about. But I can also vinyl wrap it, make it look really cool. Um, but you talked about eco-friendly. I am eco-friendly but because I have to be. And here, up here in New York State, there's a lot of water mm-hmm. runoff laws, kind of like mm-hmm. California. So I can't just go spraying cars all over the place. Got you. Have okay. you guys seen a Derek Cope setup, mobile setup? No. Do any of you guys know who that is? Derek Copes. He's got like one of those, like a Chevy Aveo, like or a Chevy Sonic hatchback. They're like t- those tiny Chevy ones. And he's got a water tank, got everything in it. And uh, like about also touching on the high end stuff, like he pulls up, he'll post on Facebook, like, swimming with the big sharks today and he pulls up with that little chevy and he's working on like bugattis maseratis That's <laughs> yeah, a my, my best That's friend paints yeah my best friend has a painting business and he actually gets jobs because of what he drives all these other guys pull up in big trucks big wheels <laughs> he pulls up in his mm. nissan versa towing a little trailer and <laughs> they love it they love it and they said this is why i hired you yeah <laughs> exactly so can you do that with a mazda i could if i make it look cool i think i could get away with it but no it does not it doesn't match my yeah. my image no it does not yeah yeah, yeah. Fire. So, it's complained because I, I no longer have my uh hooky van on the road and they're like where's the van i'm like well it served its purpose they're like oh we kind of missed that van i'm like no 
that, that pedo van, it's time for it to go bye-bye. It's, it's something <laughs> new. <laughs> uh, Brandon, why are those the only two options? Um, yeah. Right now, that's all I'm finding uh, because it's winter here now. There's not a lot of cars for sale, and if they are, they're rust buckets. Um, and I'm not really, because I have a brand new truck, I also don't have the funds to get another brand new car. So I'm looking at like older used vehicles. So that's the only ones I found that looked decent. Oh, that's crazy. So then the other question is to anybody, I guess, if you could choose, this is funny. I, I, I'm curious what everybody thinks. If you could choose your detailing mobile rig, whatever it may be, what would you choose? Like the wagon. All right. No way. Mine would be after hearing that podcast. Be. Hell yeah, G wagon. <laughs> that would look pretty cool. No, no, no that would be an electrical. Mine would be an electrical. Some of the worst Tesla. advice ever, right? Go <laughs> get a G wagon you know, to detail out. If they pull, if 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 Tesla or the companies do, do did come out with electrical, like all electric SUV, that would look kind of cool. That's what I pull do. up. Yeah, you pull That's up and all. Yeah, or if mm -hmm. I can see if Ford does an E Transit, which I, I heard rumors about, like an all electric transit van, which I, I think they already have, right? You pull up in one of those, and people will be like, "Oh, yeah, it's all electric." Like, I, I would, I would also like a classic VW bus. I thought that'd be cool. Um, Ooh, can, yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, mine would be a 1957 station wagon. Drop that thing down, <laughs> go to shows. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, John, drop that thing down on some 22s with yeah. the rear-facing back seat, though. You damn well better believe it. <laughs> my friend had one. When I get my brakes, <laughs> my friend had one. I rode in the back seat of that for so many years that I don't know how many people I flipped off and got in trouble for. <laughs> yes, yeah. We, we we used to go into abandoned buildings, and this guy was tailgating us once. We threw those uh, donuts at the back. We rolled the window down. Yeah. He tried to the guy behind us, and the guy yeah. backed off real slow. And I'm like, I love this car. Like, yeah, yeah. That would that would be my ideal car because you can go to shows. You'd be a detail rig, but you could also it's a conversation starter, and it pulls everything mm -hmm. and it tracks into you. Uh, hey, Brandon from uh, Tim's, you were gone a little bit ago, and we were talking about mobile detail setups. Uh, explain your setup. Uh, I got a. 08 Dodge Ram, um, quad cab. I mainly everything is in the back. Um, got a water tank, pressure washers uh, mounted to a piece of plywood. Um, I got a generator that I put back there, vacuum cleaner, all my chemicals. I kind of like the truck because I'm separated from the chemicals, so I'm not always in there breathing gas and chemicals and stuff. And that, so I think that was one the truck the truck setup is nice. Yeah. That's, I, I like it better than the van. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Didn't explain your van. I mean, the van was. I mean, it's kind of the I guess the same setup, but I had a. I did have a much bigger tank. It was like one of those three hundred gallon totes, and uh, you know, it's had everything kind of in there. But the I don't know. I think my uh. The truck setup seems to be a little bit more user friendly than the van to me, honestly. I like the truck too. I agree. Yeah, the only thing you can't really have in the truck, or I haven't found I've been able to have in the truck, is like hose reels. But I mean, that's kind of the only downfall of the truck, I guess. But other than that, it, 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 it works. It works great. 
I got a question. <laughs> uh, hey, cooking with Nick, do you do you do uh, mobile detail at all? Don't you put in some stuff into your your mini? Yeah, cooking with Nick. Uh, yeah. Shit, sorry, I was talking to my mom. But at least you can bring so, my gas. You can't hold on, mom, stuff. one sec. So, I've done mobile stuff in the mini. I can fit every single thing I have, except for an air compressor in the mini. Pressure washer, my entire chemical supply, all my polishers, pads, towels, everything. You name it, except for one air compressor. But that's got to have a subwoofer in the back. I mean, if I could... If I just put it like in the back, like stuff it in, sure I can do it. But when I do like my, my heaviest details, I I, uh, I do it at my aunt's garage down in Winchester, down at Kimsford Lake. That's two hour drive, and I'll take everything down there, do full interiors and and corrections and coatings. Um, John, and you saw me do that that uh, that Lexus. That's that's exactly what I did. Everything in there, just cram it in. And we're good. That's cool. Oh yeah, Nick. I started in a Volkswagen GTI. Uh, yeah, buddy. And heavily modified Volkswagen GTI. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I modded. I actually modified my Mini to be able to hold more. So I took the rear seats out. And what I figured out is if you put a board on the rear uh, on the rear seat latch support, like that metal bar on like on the body, um, up to the back, um like threshold of the of the uh of the hatch like where the latch is it's level so what i did is i put a, a giant piece of wood all the way from literally like one inch from the front seat all the way back so it's one giant load floor and it's it's a big trunk now like it's it's sizable it's probably four feet by four feet or four feet by yeah probably yeah four feet by three feet four feet deep, three feet wide of just solid wood. So I can hold, I can hold plenty. And with the hatchback, you got the height. Exactly. Exactly. Plus the front seat that can hold a pressure washer on the floorboard, the bag in uh, the bag of buffers and, and pads and probably something else um, in the front seat. And then I can hold two small bags, like two backpacks behind the seats uh, in the foot area of the rear seats. So if you think about it, you, you can you can actually fit a, a healthy amount in there. Interesting. Interesting. All right, Derek, you know what I think? I think I'm ready to hear. We can continue on with some discussion, but I just I felt like I really wanted to hear what the tab out question of the night is. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid, really afraid to ask this one. Um, this, I don't know. I don't know if you, if you want me to save this for mobile tech. Because this could be a pretty extreme question, but I think I'll ask it here, and then we'll maybe we'll do it there. So, um, you know, this is kind of back last couple of podcasts we did. But uh, what is in a full detail, or what is included in a full detail? Wait, what? <laughs> That's your tab out question. What's included in a full detail? <laughs> What's, what's included in the full detail? What the hell? <laughs> you oh sound like God. every one of my customers. I, I want to know. I want to know what you guys think is included. And I know it's a loaded question. I was just going to say that's an open-ended question. I know, but <laughs> I know. But the pub's supposed to end. 
<laughs> I know. Hey, I actually know. I clean. I clean your valve stems in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> See. That's why I want to know. Like, you <laughs> alien in your tires. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. I'm like, I'm not like, full details. I'm carrying the groceries in as you come in. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I change your dome lights. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> blinker <laughs> fluid. I charge blinker. your blinker fluid. <laughs> Yo, they saw on Amazon. They saw on Amazon. Oh, my pick God. Up, pick it up by the gallon. Oh. Yeah. Man. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That might be too much. So like, I have another one. I have another one. If that one's too much, because I know that could be a hey, long. Hey, Derek, Derek, that pause you had in there talking about. Oh, might save this from over tech. And you, <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough question. I have another one. <laughs> I was expected to be nasty or something. But yeah, like, that's know. what I'm going like. Wait, it was just about what's in your. I mean. You could at least say something like explain a, a detail service in a in the back seat. We're asking the back we're gonna ask, like, what do you do oh, if yeah. the wife puts a finger up or something like that? I don't, I don't, oh, no. Have you ever had sex with your detail rig? I mean something. I mean you know, oh. hey. Yeah. I got a I got apparently Derek, the high life just it got you. Got, it got you, man. You're drinking that champagne, you know. This is champagne of beers. Hey, you know, I mean, that <laughs> question. Hey, what's in a full detail? Yeah. Are we talking about on your spouse? Yeah. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> there we go. That's all what right. I meant. All right. So so it's, it's, it's all right. all right. It's a trick question. All right. So, see, your wife come, you went home from work and your wife goes, I need a full detail. What do you do? Drop my drawers. Let's go. Let's. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Let's go. I did. Like, why would anybody ever question it? it it's it's one of those. Uh, I I use rotary. I use buffer. But either way, you're making some wait. shit happen. Wait, well, what? Wait, John. Wait. You forgot. Before you drop the drawers, you got to go grab a bottle of slick. Yeah. Oh wait. <laughs> wait. Wait. It's already sitting on the waterbed. We're good to go. We're, we're, yeah, leave we're us good out of to that. go. Leave us out what's, of that. What's the difference between the rotary and the and the dual action culture in that situation? You got straight speed, you or you want the slow. It, it's how you want to go. Do you want buckets? Yeah, but trail, do, do, do you, do you use the decon spray before you do that first? Well, that's after the fact when you call the maid. Are you panel prepping before before the full detail? Like but you better be calling the maid first. Oh God, no! You can't call it that kind of mess. Well, hey, I ain't clean that mess up. <laughs> All right, Derek, we gave you a hard time, but you said you had another another question that you were thinking of. Please, so the other one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I'm sorry. So the other one, it's still detail related, though. But it's, uh, can you call yourself a detailer if you don't do coatings? Yes, I think you should call yourself a detailer if you don't do coatings. Yes. The detailing is in, yeah, I think the detailing is in the quality, the end game of your work, not the protection and not the PPF, because if you can clean the car and wipe it down and it's streak free, wheels are brake dust free, radio streak free glass, that's detailing. Um, car washes can't do that. But now how you protect it, that's on a whole nother level. You know, is it a cake without the icing? Joe, that's awesome because nobody says that. It's stuff a very shitty it. one. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Brandon, what are your point, thoughts? In my opinion. Um, I, I just think, like, you've talked about it many times. It's crazy how we all do the same thing, and it's being split up yep. like people – judging people whether they got the vaccination or not it's crazy um we we all do the same thing if you're doing a coding guess what there's prep work too you're doing the same thing um yeah i do it all and i think everyone that's doing everything is a detailer i i think some people are ashamed to say they're a detailer so they come up with different words but there's no reason to be ashamed uh there's different kind of detailers there's high volume then there's high quality but they're all detailers i, I don't understand it Are you bringing in money to your family? It's respectable. That's it. End of story. Well, I just okay. I just don't like um, people talking down to other detailers because they do one thing and the other oh, I agree. detailers do another. Yep. And I hear that a lot. And it's just rough. Like, like you said, we're a community. We should all talk to each other, help each other, not talk down on another detailer because they do a different yeah. side of detailing. It's just because of the stigma. The stigma yeah. of the, you clean cars. Because I have clients that go, oh, you clean cars. You're right. I do clean cars. And what I do is a luxury. And I get that I'd be the first one that you cut out of your 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 pocketbook. I get that. But um, I, I think it's that when someone thinks they've picked up a polisher, they suddenly think they're a professional because they've accepted a dollar. As, a, as their profession and that doesn't make you the professional because it, like you said it really boils down to the integrity of how you take care of people but also how you carry yourself because i know really good detailers I, i'm not even kidding i would never pay them a dime because of their arrogance i wouldn't even yeah. want them in my area even even in my bubble i would rather tell a customer i'm sorry i can't help you knowing that this guy could do a better job because of his arrogance, because I will not allow anybody to ever think that the detailing needs to be any kind of negative stigma, because this is one freaking hell of a community where I don't feel like I'm bullied. I, I, for me, putting myself out there saying, I'm doing a good job. I'm trying to bust my ass. If someone's out there doing a good job, I'm the first one saying, you did a great job because you took that first step as a detailer saying, hey, I just polished my first car. What do you guys think? That takes balls in this kind of world right now. And so I think that if you're cleaning cars, whether you're a guy that's cleaning cars for Carvana at 20 cars a day, or whether you're doing one car a day, fully detailed coding, whatever the case is, what is it? Uh, what is it that uh, LL Cool J saying, man makes the money, money doesn't make the man? Detailer doesn't make, you know, using the words detailer or specialist or, or, or I think somebody said auto salon or somebody, I don't know, what we do. So I say, so you clean cars? Yeah. Okay, cool. Welcome to the club then. Well, John, and that's the end game for me. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Hey, oh, I was just going to say, just like Joe said, I think it, it takes a lot more skill to properly detail a car. Then yep. it does to use new technology with a DA buffer. You can even buy at um, Harbor Freight Tools and anybody can use it. Or use products like products like HyperClean that are very easy to use. Typically, like typically anyone could use because they're very easy to use, especially the coatings. Like so, just like Joe said, I think there's a lot more skill in someone who can properly clean a car than someone who's taking a DA polisher and applying a coating. And this is where I come in at with the, with the thought of it. Say, for instance, if somebody wanted window tint removal, 
in game, yeah, great. Okay, no tennis on the wind on the glass. But there's someone out there that's using a razor blade, and they're just ripping through the tent, ripping through the tent, and possibly will live one little nick or two on the glass. But then you got someone that comes to the pub, someone that goes into, you know, training, someone that sticks around other like-minded people, and they grow and hear different things, and they use steam. And they just use steam and they get it off in like less than two to three minutes per window. And they're not out there all day. For me, I think that's what a detailer is. I got some people talking about, oh, I did a full detail and you see the shampooing. And it's like, ah, if you would have used this product right here, you would have got that extra piece that you said wouldn't come out. You know what I mean? I don't knock that person, but don't put your specialist on top of something when I can clearly see, uh, just by looking at your photos, I can tear your details apart. Again, that's what makes it wrong as me as a detailer is that I can see it, but this conversation is just because of the whole scenario of what is a detailer. You know what I'm saying? For me, a detailer is a person who can solve issues to the best of their knowledge because they're consistently growing and growing and growing and growing. They're just not arrogant or I detail, and they stand in a little bubble not trying to research any other products, not hearing anybody else. When somebody has a pro uh, solution, they go, oh, no, I use this. I use the G1535 on a bucket, whatever the crap letters they want to use for a product. And it's like they're not growing. You understand what I'm saying? I would, I would care less about the name of something, but how to use it and how to speak with my customers and guarantee them that this doesn't come out if it's actually something that's stuck. That's, yeah. for me, is detailing. Good point. Good point. Uh, Lucas, what about you? Hmm. I think there is a big difference between detailer and someone who's details. I think if you're someone who is a detailer, that means you have an LLC, S Corp, doing business as some kind of legal designation. That means you pay taxes. You have some kind of insurance policy to cover you when you inevitably are going to screw something up. Because I don't care who you are, you can be Barry McGuire himself. Some, he, eventually, you're going to screw something up and it's going to cost money and a bad experience if you don't have insurance. So I think if you're going to call yourself a true detailer in this business, you have to have insurance and some kind of legal designation to make yourself um, you know, real if you're going to run this as a business. I also think that um, there is obviously lots of different levels and quality there's the the fabled post we all see in the facebook groups of there's this there's this marketplace guy in my area who's charging 25 dollars for a full detail how do i can compete with this and it's i i don't think that uh anybody who's in a real detailer with you know business license and insurance even needs to pay those guys an attention because they're not going after a market that we really need to give a shit about we're going after people who want quality work at whatever price our market dictates. And we're um, people who strive to provide the time and necessary tools. And, you know, I'm always buying new tools and going to different training events, whether online or in person. And I, I, I don't think I'm the best in my area by any means. I'm, I mean, I've been doing this three years. I'm not even close to the top guy in my area, but the way that I sell myself, at least as I can tell my customers, you're going to get a better product than, you know, what you would somewhere else that's cheaper than here. But what I can guarantee is that I'm going to put my time and my effort into it to make it as best a product as you can possibly get from me. And 
I think, you know, you can, it's such a vague word and it depends on where you are in the world too. Over in the UK, they have detailers, which are the people who do, you know, the corrections, PPF, uh, inside ceramic coatings, outside ceramic coatings, window tint, you know, the restoration people. And those are the detailers over in the UK. And then they have what's known as valeters, who are the guys that vacuum cars, wash cars, do what a lot of people in the States consider detailing. And it's not one or the other is right or wrong. It's just, it's a dictation of term terminology, depending on how and where and what you do. And I, they have a little bit more of a separation to that. So, you know, at the end of the day, there's money in everything. And if you found something that makes you money and you do it in a safe way, that's legal and you're protected and your customers are happy. I don't have a problem with anybody calling themselves a detailer, but I, I'm not a big fan of people saying I'm the best detailer in Grand Rapids, but I charge $40 for a full detail and it takes me 45 <laughs> minutes. And I started doing it three days ago with shit I got at Walmart. It's like, uh -oh. I, I can't respect just out of the respect and of our craft. I can't call you a detailer. You're, you're just a dude who has a side hustle right now. And that's great. That's what I started out as. That's what we all started out as we all started somewhere, but you're not somebody who's going to be respected in the industry until you have some things in place that make you have a name that is respected. If that makes sense. The weekend warriors. Right. Yeah. Cool. Appreciate it. Mike. To me, it's all in, to me, being a detailer is all in details. Um, I have one interior package. I don't do a vac and dust. I either do a full interior or nothing. Um, I have two, I have three exterior packages. Um, I have a wash, clay, and sealant. I have a wash, clay, and one year. I have a wash, clay, enhancement, slash correction, and a three-year. That's all I have. And it's all in the details. I mean, to me, it's, <clears throat> I coat my door jams. <laughs> How many guys here coat their door jams? Not um, me. Yeah, uh, I, I coat my, because I'm not, it's just me. It's the way I set my business up. I'm not going to have a customer say, well, you just charged me two grand for this. Why didn't you do this? Um. <laughs> Mike, for it's, me, I, I did it because, uh, you know, before we had the great saber applicators, we had, I hated the velvet shit that people would try and hold and like put on the yeah, thing. Yeah, it was super awkward. It was not efficient yeah. whatsoever. So you know, just that, those traditional microfiber applicators, right? Well, yeah. right. the problem, as we all know, is you got a lot of products still in the sponge. And people would ask me, well, yeah, well, what happens with that? What do you do? And I go, Wipe them on the door jams. And they go, oh. I was like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I so got it's a product on an applicator. I, it, I've got to use it. 
then I just figured out places that I would put it and wipe it certain places so that I could use it up. That's how I Good started stuff. doing uh, door jams. Door jams. Good it's stuff. just, that's just the way I've set my business up and I've, I operate on the kiss principle and I Keep have a simple, stupid person. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly um, yep. And that's what I do. And it's, it's, it's all in the tiniest little details. Um, and I have customers, repeat customers that will say that, you know, in comments on Facebook or whatever, I looked, I looked, I looked, I couldn't find, you know, um, and it's just paying attention to the, to the smallest of details. And that's what a detailer does. I mean, I, I'm building a $30 million building right now. Okay. That's what's up. Um, and I have my steels erected, but I have 10 steel detailers detailing out the steel. And what that is, is the finest of details. That's the moment welds. That's the torquing of bolts. That's all the fine details. So I took my, you know, construction knowledge, um, my carpentry skills and my management skills, and I put that out in the shop. And I didn't, you know, I didn't have this when I first started three years ago. I had YouTube and I saw the guys that I thought were pretty good and I followed them and the guys that seem to stand out are the guys that take care of the smallest of details. Mike, I want to commend you because that's to me what makes you a really, really, really good detailer is because you only focus on just what you focus on. We, as detailers down here in Florida, we would go from landscaping to pressure washing to cars, RVs, planes, boat, whatever somebody brings us, and we would try to do it. Not me, per se, because I don't do a lot of things like pressure washing and all that stuff, but the reason why we don't get so great at certain things is because we're all over the place. You actually narrowed it down. I don't know if it's because you're just an old school guy, okay, setting your way or whatever the case may be, <laughs> plus you just said the construction, because a lot of us <clears throat> our age, we don't have the guts to say, ah, oh, that $500 job over there, they want me to do it. We don't have the guts to say, nope, that's not in our package. Nine times out of 10, we chase it because we're young and full of energy and all this other stuff. But I would love to just have about three or four packages. We have a sandwich shop here, and it, you, you can't get the sandwich no other way except taking off things. You can't, you can't actually put on, it comes one way and they have a line for one way, but if you don't eat onions and stuff like that, you can take it off, right? If you're allergic to it, but that's all they focus on. They don't have nothing else on the menu and the line is out the door and they make a bomb sandwich. And that's where, because they focus on the best meat, the best cheese, best bread everything is perfect because they're only focusing on one thing it's and like that's what i heard from you huh? yeah i mean I, I, see with me you guys yeah. are young young kids um i'm building a business so that when i retire 
I'm in Matt. I spent 20, 22 years as a carpenter and the last 20 years in upper management. I build 20 to $120 million buildings. Mm. I get no satisfaction when I'm done with those buildings. None. I just, where's my plans and specs? I go to the next job. And people are like, why didn't you come to the ribbon cutting? Why? I, because it's just, it's, this is what I do. I built the detailing business. So I get that dopamine I got when I was a carpenter. Mm. And doing something with my hands. And I want something to do when I retire. So my shop is based on 65 to $100 an hour. My goals are 65. I don't, I don't have three kids at home to feed. Okay, so if I make 65, I don't hit my $100 an hour goal. I'm good. I got a three and a half car garage out there. I don't pay rent on, you know. So I'm in a unique position that I can do whatever I want to do. Um, you know, it, I'm not a good example for you young guys, because if the shoe was on the other foot, yeah. I mean, when I started out, I was framing and trimming houses and I was sleeping in them. Okay. <laughs> um, to get to, because I wanted to work an 18 hour day and I was too tired to go home at night. So it was a whole different game when I was younger. Um, you know, so I'm not a good example. I can set a standard and say, okay, you know, like this weekend I did a Toyota Corolla. Uh, one of my customers bought it for his daughter. Um, he doesn't even ask me the price. I told him, look, I'm going to do this, this for you for, a thousand fifty. I probably put thirty hours into that thing. Yeah. Technically, I lost money. Um, thirty thirty two hours into it, but I can afford to do that. It's you know, it, it's all good. And he like freaked out when he saw it, and he threw me an extra hundred bucks cash and. Yeah, so I'm not a good I'm not a good example. Um, I think you I are. Afford, I think you are. Well, You're I am a, a businessman now. Yeah, I'm I am a businessman. That's a good example. I yeah. will. Yeah. If I'm giving a customer an enhancement, I will not give them a correction. Okay, but I'm going to give them mm -hmm. the best damn damn enhancement I can. And that's what I'm doing right now in that bins. I'm doing an enhancement. Okay. I've been on this thing for like three days now and I'm going slow because I'm doing other jobs, but that's all he's getting. He is paint is trash, but I'm giving him an enhancement. I did that to that Alfa Romero. He was happy as hell. And now I'm doing it to the bins. But when I say, yeah. I want to say this, you are a great example. What's the other kid name who was doing semi? He got the semi truck inside of his shop. He's on here. He had the glasses on with the cap. I don't know his name. Uh, I don't know if he's on here still. Where is he at? Oh, okay, no, he's not on here. here. The young kid. Okay. Wyatt, what he right? said. Why? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That kid, when he came on and said he was doing the metal polishing and he has a way of getting a certain kind of trucks and vehicles in here and he will be the niche for his metal stuff. Mm -hmm. That right there is like, that is key for a detailer. 
like to like okay let me marty you're focusing on ceramic coating and you're hyper clean and you're like basic stuff until you can actually capitalize on the leather situation you're not in it just be throwing out products there's people like us young guys i'm not saying i mean i don't do it but there's people in my age group that man they don't even specialize in it but they will go do this and go do this and go do this it takes away from what you specialize in and that's where i think we get lost as detailers because we're trying to do so much stuff we're chasing everything focusing. we're chasing yeah. everything and, and we need to get, stop. you can't you got to chase one thing perfect it it goes back to that saying of the the true saying of, of what is it um, jack of all trades you know yeah but, but master, master of none, master, none. Master of none. better yeah. than master of none but better you know that whole thing but it, it becomes it boils down to that too many guys they have this i look at their instagram and they'll have this huge list of all these things they can do and i'd be like okay that's that's great it's like but i can do more than you i'm like well yeah you can but that's because you're all over the map i'm trying to yeah. perfect certain things to become better at those so i'm known for those specific things i don't want to be known for oh look this guy does it all because my grandfather did it all and I, and he enjoyed it and i enjoy doing it all but i enjoy the end of the day the results that i get yeah I, they're chasing money and i, I guess i'm just yeah I, i'm not chasing money I, i'm not chasing that paper at the end of the day i know what i'm chasing i'm chasing happiness and i know that my happiness will project out and you're right happiness doesn't pay the bills but happiness does pay the bills because if i'm happy doing what i do i will give my best every single time and i think that's where clients see that um and i think that's just where i'm trying to be personally and professionally that I'm, i love doing what i do and i would yep. I, you think don't think you're an example great example but you're one hell of an example and and you need to step back, tip your hat, and say, "Yep, <laughs> we salute you," because that's 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 respect right there. You are doing things for passion, and I think that's cool. Definitely. Hey, right, Mike. Brandon, Mike, if you Brandon start, well, you just start. before before okay. I say, remember this, John. Purpose drives passion. Yes. Purpose you got to have a purpose. Passion. The yep. passion after a 12-hour day goes away. I think I heard somebody say that on a podcast once. Exactly. Um, purpose. It's all about the purpose. Mm -hmm. And that'll drive the passion. After a 12-hour day, passion ain't got nothing left. When it's 120 <laughs> degrees out here, trust me, yeah, I get that. I I Brandon, Brandon from Tim's. That's true, Mike. That, that is a great, a great quote. Uh, Brandon from Tim's, what's your thoughts on detailing? I guess, Derek, um, go back and ask the question in case uh, <laughs> we all got lost. What, yeah. What's in a full What's in a full detail? <laughs> no, 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 not that one. No, no. I'll, I'll wait some moment. I want to see what happens when we ask that in a moment. Like, listen, the people are listening around. They're like, what, what did you just say? Like, I want to see the people run over, but. They're going to throw the I'm, kegs at you. Boom. I know. I know. That's on a little scared. I want to see what people say because you see that on all the Facebook groups and people lose their damn minds when, oh, I'm doing a full detail. And then, like, you just see the, the different packages and I'm just like, oh my God, for how much? Like, what are you doing? Like, exactly. But, like, I want to really? see someone, I want to see someone bust out the old classic, like, scrolls that you used to see on cartoons. Someone, like, comes and it just rolls out for like 20 
I can't wait. That sounds I'm like excited. my next TikTok video. That's a great idea. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. But but Brandon, I'll first. I'll, <laughs> can, I'll, my question was: Can you call yourself a detailer if you don't do coatings? Well, def- definitely. I mean, it, especially since I've got into uh, the the chemical side of things, being a distributor, and uh, and with that, I've got into training people, and there's like so many people don't even know what a coating is never even put a coating on and they, they're out there detailing cars every day so i mean what i've been doing with the training is actually trying to bring my state and the area up you know so that we're all that we don't have the 25 dollar detailer anymore that we're all charging a good amount that when somebody calls and i say it's 250 dollars to do a full detail on your car they're like oh my you know the people ain't freaking out because everybody's charging that and that's kind of that's my goal with with, with distributing and and, and getting into training other people is i want to i want to raise everybody everybody's game up so that we all all making good money oh that's community nicely done derek what's your answer what's your thoughts <laughs> well yeah, I hit a drink first. <laughs> kind of along the lines of what uh, most people are saying, because I know I was doing, I was detailing for a while before I was even doing coatings. Because honestly, when when I first started, I was scared of coatings. I didn't really believe in them at first. I was like, you know what? I don't, I'll just do my paint sealants and I'll be good. Like I don't, I ain't messing with that stuff because I thought I was a bunch of crap. And then when I finally started installing them, I was like, oh. But what happened to me and. uh I actually had a couple of customers ask about it where like when, when like I was, I, I had customers where I was doing their cars and then they would ask, well, Hey, do you do these ceramic coatings? And I was like, no, not yet. Like I'm not really into it. And then I was like really scared to start doing it. So I would definitely say you can definitely, definitely be a detailer before you start doing coatings. But um, I've just noticed, like I had a guy reach out to me about uh you know, getting started and that was his first question that he thought he wasn't a detailer unless he was doing coatings and i was like no man you don't have to start at coatings like it's it's kind of like the i know uh joe had said like the icing on the cake but like at the end you can kind of as long as you can all, all the all the prep work and all that other kind of stuff is like more of like what you're gonna i think is like being a detail like being that attention detail getting the paint as good as possible or or do what we gotta do the coating's the easy part so it's like mm-hmm. not it, there's a lot more work in being in detail than there is putting on a product. It's like you can, if you don't know how to do that first part, you can't do the last part. Like, um, I mean, that that's my opinion. I just that's where I had the question because I had a guy basically tell me that he didn't think he was a detailer unless he was able to put on coding. And I was like, no, man, like that's the easy part. Like, it's all about that first part. And like, once you learn how to do that, and you do have attention to detail, then you can kind of go 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 from there. So. But uh, yeah, I definitely think you can be a detailer, and that's more important than than putting on a coating. But that's just to me, that's just what the industry is kind of moving towards now. Because now you got Walmart selling like code, quote unquote, coatings in the store now. So I, I have more customers saying like, oh, they 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 know more of the normal consumers know about coatings now because of like it's just getting more and more like saturated in the market. Interesting, Nick. What about you? So I think there's a line between like detail and, and maintenance. So like 
for me as a customer, if I hire a detailer, I want their skill set to be beyond something that I could do as a maintenance. So like, say, I'll give you an example. My, the, the Lexus NX that I just did, I, I did a, a full interior clean and protect and exterior um, one stage correction and coating on but they're going to maintain that. I wouldn't like, they're going to do maintenance watches on that. So if I call the detailer, they're going to do whatever I can't do. So like in, in a nutshell, like, no, I, I like if you don't do coatings, yeah, absolutely. You're a detailer. As long as you're doing something that is beyond what the average consumer could do. If you have some type of skill that is beyond what, anybody could just go out and just do sure you're a detailer that makes sense uh yeah mm-hmm. i can elaborate more if needed but like <laughs> i think you kind of get it yeah yeah i kind of get it so if so if i can put if i can put on ppf if i can put on window tint if i can restore headlights am i a detailer sure absolutely uh, i don't think so on my opinion okay Hmm. Um, I, I think, think detailing is in the cleaning. I don't I know. Think I just think detailer, yeah. like the, the term detailer, it's is in a the really prep. big umbrella. Like if you're a detailer, you're a whole you you can be a whole bunch of different things. Whether it be a correction yeah. specialist, a cleaner, a um, what is it called? Um, a valet,er as, as they would use in Britain. <laughs> if um, I have platforms on, it doesn't make me six foot. Uh, say that again. If you if have, I have on. platform shoes on, it doesn't make me six foot. <laughs> that is true. That is okay. true. That is true. Uh, right, but, that Nick, is but to me, but to me, but like Nick, say, explain your point a little bit. Do what? I'm saying explain a little bit. W- which one? The, the one about detailing being an umbrella. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're a correction specialist, I, I think the detailing has to come as like. As, as a part of that, you got to have the skills to be able to do that. And that's something like the skills to be able to set it up properly, do the correction, have the skills with the machine, that kind of thing. Um, and that's something that is beyond the skill of an average person. So you're a little bit more into the details of the process of what a normal maintenance to, to maintaining, say, a protected car or just a car period would be. So in those details, I would consider you a detailer. But let's see, like. So let me ask. Is this maybe this might make sense? Sure. If, if we put into in, into Joe and John are saying. Mm-hmm. We're, we're losing you, Marty. You're you're rough. Is that me or because right now? Oh, he's breaking it up for me too. I think that's Marty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's Marty. I was gonna say it's not. Lost him. But no, he, yeah. Oh, he, he fell out. Oh, no, 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 no. All together. Oh, the yeah. said, fuck it, I'm done. Yo, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe I'll go back closer to my router or something. Maybe that's what I did. I moved closer to my router. I'm like, I lost Marty in the video. He's just like, oh, like he was done. I'm sorry. Marty fade to black. So I think what uh, – <laughs> let me let me say this, Nick, and maybe sure. my – same thing, Marty. That, like, it's got... Get close, closer to your I don't think you can say it, Marty. I think it's the problem. <laughs> Marty, your camera's got COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah. Always there's yeah. a little, the little guy on your shirt. 
There we go. That's okay, but you can hear me. Kind no. of. Yeah. No. Kind of. You sound like Matt 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 Max Hedron. No. No, Matt Max Hedron. All right. Why today, Junior? Put in the chat. Hey, Marty, put it in the chat. We can definitely get that. Yeah, we can get that. <laughs> we got time to type. Well, Nick, you were saying it's a general term, and I agree. It's it's the name of the industry, and there's different levels, like I think everyone said all across the podcast. So it's kind mm-hmm. of similar if you said dealership. If I'm in the middle of the road looking to my left at a dealership that's holding 100,000 rust, 100, mile rust buckets, I look to my right, and they're selling Porsche, Audi, and high-end cars. They're both dealerships, but they do completely different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Like, uh, <laughs> let, me, let, let me put this thought in your head. So like, just, 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 just disagree. <laughs> just, just, just disagree. <laughs> let me, They're uh, selling different cars, but the guys working on them are the same kind of people. Ooh. Yeah, they're both dealerships. That's what I mean. It just like everyone's <laughs> no matter what you're doing. Right. Let me okay. uh let me let me put this thought in your head real quick. So like I see somebody say um uh say a regular dude, you go out and get a bucket and some soap and you just doing a car wash. I don't consider that detailing, I consider that a maintenance. But the guy that's got got you know the brushes, the nice bottles, you know, the chemicals, who's scrubbing the emblems, who's doing the toothpickery and the door jams, who knows know. the difference between a wax and a sealant, the dude who knows the difference between a one-year and a three-year coating, the dude who knows a little bit more knowledge of this thing and knows how to apply it. That's what makes a detailer versus just a general person that knows how to do maintenance, which would be your average consumer. That makes sense. Yes. It's a knowledge-based thing to me. That's all it but is. I, knowledge. We're all, yeah, I think we're all just like, what? <laughs> knowledge, patience. But a detailer could be all types from all levels, from the bottom all the way to the very top. It's a big umbrella. It's not just one little thing. That's totally agree. We're trying to break down everything, just like we're all humans and everyone has to break us down into different individual categories. Oh, like, we're, all, we're, we're all human beings. We're all detailers. No, like, no, we're always right. breaking down everything. Oh, God. We, no. totally. <laughs> we chose this profession, so therefore that I could be it. Yeah. Uh, Marty, Marty was looking for a waltz fo- uh, thoughts. Where, where you at, Marty? Speak. I wanted to know what Wyatt's thoughts were. Wyatt's thoughts. Uh, Wyatt, what's your thoughts? I'm kind of like on the same page. I think that it, it all comes with knowledge. Um, I think that um, sometimes we could all be a little bit hard on calling people like not a detail yeah. because we all did start right there. Um, mm-hmm. But some people just grow fast. Some people stay at that level. Um, some people, I call it a technician mindset just because I came from a dealership. So like, some of these guys just have a technician mindset. They're just trying to go, like, do the job. Um, and they're not really trying to um, have a relationship with the customer, explain anything to the customer as to, like, upsell for protection or anything. And I mean, that kind of falls back to a car washer. There's, like, tons of people that just do car washes. But, um, yeah. I guess it's already been said. And that's why they charge $20 because they're just right, exactly. exactly. Right. That's it. They're just, they're not claiming that. They're just, they're saying, I'm just a car washer. That's it. Right. 
and they need to stick with it. They need to be proud of it. I watch and, cars for, and it. they're good at it. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, at it. and that's why I charged twenty bucks when I first started because I was like, I didn't know what to charge, and I didn't have much knowledge, so I was exactly. giving a discount for me to be able to learn and experiment on products and that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And when that grew and grew and grew, my client base kind of kind of shrunk. I wasn't really advertising myself as much. But then again, that's also when I started working for Tesla and my time didn't, I wasn't free all the time. I was working a full-time job. I'm working 40 to 60 hours a week and that kind of thing. And my niche got smaller. And then my, my goals got smaller as a detailer. I started focusing on not just I'm going to do the whole car or like I stopped focusing on every area. Like you said, the jack of all trades, I started focusing on the knowledge of like correction or wet sanding or various things like that. Makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I guess for me and we'll close out with, with my part is I, I was, I guess, considered myself a detailer long before coatings became around. Right. I, mean, I started detailing 2002, but then I've, I've run all different sides of the industry from mobile detailer to car wash. We detail right car wash to having a, a valet company that, that worked not only malls, but bench things. And we valet and then right there we're lane. My wife, we've used quote unquote detailing in all different forms. If I wash a car, I'm going to wash it the absolute best I can. Does that I do it? I don't know. I, mean, I didn't clay it. Y'all see, y'all see I, I didn't use a certain spray to, <laughs> yep. to dry it. And I, I didn't, I didn't wipe my hand a certain way and I, I didn't perform certain things. But if I wash a car and it looks fucking good and everybody's happy, did I detail it? I don't know. I mean, I, I get both sides. I really do. I, I get both sides. No, I, I didn't perform all these different things that dialed in and fully detailed, but the paint looks great. Customer's happy. The car's shiny. Can't see anything other than a great shiny paint. Could I say I've detailed cars and I've run them through a car wash. I've, I've valeted and waterless them at a convention center while people were playing basketball or at a mall while people were shopping. And when they came out, the fucking car looked amazing. Paid 25 you want, bucks. You want to know what, what doesn't make me a detailer, Marty? Another detailer. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you ask another detailer, I have a customer right now that's coming back to see me because somebody said that the tray that I used on their vehicle is not a true ceramic coating. Because one other detailer wanted to sell him a ceramic coating. Listen, man. I got I'm waiting on him to show up. Yeah, I got <laughs> cars that I had a guy say the same thing because it wasn't a certified like warranty, but I I, I have cars that lasted three years because I had leases. And I just literally go, I show them the video and go, listen, this car is three years old. Here's the video when mm -hmm. I did it. Here's the video of me doing it before they bought it back. So you can say whatever you want, but I know it holds up, so I believe in it. So. You know what's funny, Joe? That guy that probably said that is saying his last five to ten years, and he's only been in business a year. 
He's on, my point exactly. He's on the side of a road. He's on the side of the, he's right. The interstate is right here. There's a Bell's Bondsman right here. And he has a tent attached to the Bell's Bondsman. And it says ceramic coating. Next to a windshield repair. I've asked Wait, my customer that, Joe, who brought that to my attention once. Well, this other guy said his last five to 10 years. And I looked him up. I said, how does he know when he's been in business nine months? I can use that too. I can use that too. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely a great question, Derek. It provoked a lot of good conversation, man. Nice oh, it definitely that. That was yeah. oh, yeah. Ceramic <laughs> coating does not come in my full detail. Wait, wait until, uh, <laughs> wait until Mo, I'm going to ask the full Shame. detail. I want to see people lose their mind. It's like, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Sit back with some pucker and watch the fight happen. <laughs> no, no, not pucker. No, 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 no. Well, guys, until next week, go ahead and close down for the night. Thanks so much. Great talk. It's great. Joe and John put in a lot of great info today. Lucas, man, thanks for coming back again. Great time. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hope to see you again. Sounds good. Good to see you. Thank you. Uh, good question. Nick. Mac and cheese look great. Uh, and looking forward to seeing what you're going to cook at Mobile Tech Expo for us. That's what really what we're excited about. So, <laughs> Hit me guys, up. thanks so number, much. Man. Have a great night. You See too. you next week. All right. See ya. Have a good one, guys. See ya.